They actually made one movie together before this. Hey, Janko. Vampire comedy oh, you're watching The Last Driver. Nice. But yeah, man. I aspire to get on this man's level. But that gives me an idea, though. Uh, what if we make a double feature theme about Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy? That sounds great, but anything worth doing, they've probably already done. What if we call them and ask for their non-favorite horror film? I don't know, it seems like... Uh, oh, alright, you're dialing the number. And uh, I think Jeff is still single, but, uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of great lovers... Hello, is this Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy? Um, we've got, no, uh, you have the wrong thing. number, sorry. But did you say something about Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, we're going to do a, a special double feature around them. I'm in. I'll be right there. I think someone's coming. Who's coming? Hello, I'm Do here. Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Critically Optimistic. I'm your host, Mac. Joining me, as always, is Janko. Say hello, Janko. Hello. We're back. We're finally back. <laughs> We've been waiting for this episode. For a long time, because we have a special guest joining us today. It's Maggie, or you can go by her handle, which is Savage. She is in charge of the Patreon-run discord for uh the last drive-in the show that is on uh shutter sorry my mind's blanked a bit we've had to do the timing all very strangely it's morning for me basically afternoon for maggie and, and nighttime for Janko. For yeah <laughs> so it's a little bit of a mix up here but it should be a good show uh say hello maggie hi it's actually um the lost drive-in patreon Thank you. I will edit that later. <laughs> yeah, so the theme that we've got going on for us today is really simple. We wanted to do two movies that were picked by both Joe Bob Briggs. And we wanted to do a movie that was picked by Darcy. And we thought, well, we could ask for a horror movie, but that seems too dang obvious. And we can't do that on the show. So we did the next best thing. We wanted to see what their non-favorite horror movie was. And uh, we got two answers back. So for Joe Bob Briggs, it was Smoking the Bandit. For Darcy, it was Clue, which is two very vastly different movies, which makes for a very interesting double feature, which I think uh, Maggie actually kept it as a double feature. How was that, Maggie? Uh, well, I uh, watched Clue first. And then I put Smoking the Bandit on and I fell asleep. And then I had to <laughs> finish it this morning. So. <laughs> it was a bit of like a tonal whiplash between the two. Yeah, it really is. One's a movie that has jokes that land, and another is a movie that has jokes that don't go anywhere and <laughs> don't yeah, really make you that, laugh. See, that's what you both did wrong. You watched it in the wrong order. You should have started with Smoking the <laughs> Bandit and then watched Clue. <laughs> yeah. But I was more excited to watch Clue, to be honest. Me too. Sorry, oh. <laughs> sorry, Joe. But uh, we we could start with, well, we already talked about the theme. We could jump right in to the f the first film. We'll we'll talk because you said you wanted to start with uh, smoking the bandit, Janko. So I think that's appropriate. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it was appropriate since that came out first, and I like doing things in order when it comes to 
what year they got released. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Maggie, is there anything that you want to share with us about what you do and the sort of responsibilities, admin-wise, that you have over on the um, the Patreon-run Discord? Yeah, I um I admin the server, so I make sure that everything is you know running properly, and I set up a monthly watch along or Q and A with Joe Bob and Darcy on the server and those are always really fun events sometimes we vote on the movies sometimes they pick them and we all watch them together and we're able to interact with joe bob and darcy and hear their thoughts and feelings on what we're watching if it's q a it's just kind of a free-for-all and we just have a good time there and i've uh started like film roulettes on there that i do that are horror based with the community and that started um, becoming a popular thing there, but we all just kind of hang out. That's perfect. It's great. I, I absolutely love it. And when the episode is done, we're going to have links to all the places you can go support the Patreon if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump on and see the different places because you also do admin work for um, the other Discord channel, which is massively big, the Movies and Filmmaking Discord. I've um I've been on their staff since 2018, mm-hmm. so started off as a mod and became a uh, admin in 2019. Maggie's been a good friend of mine for how long has it been, Maggie? Like two a years. Couple of years. Yeah, and we didn't meet on that specific Discord because that that one's huge. We met on a different one that I don't even know if it's up anymore. I think it still is. <laughs> Oh, really? I, well, I, I don't probably plan on coming back, but it, it's... Uh, I don't yeah, we, really active there either. So. Yeah. It, it's good that we've kept this friendship on, and you're definitely... When we first started doing this show, you were one of the first ideas I had for a guest, just because your knowledge of film and your vast love and appreciation for the art that is cinema is almost probably tenfold what Janko and I have. Uh, under our sleeves so yeah i think so too yeah <laughs> you're making me blush <laughs> it's it's good to have someone with such knowledge you know knowledge is power indeed it's very impressive to see i have more knowledge about like horror and exploitation though than i mean that's, well, that's yeah. the fun bits <laughs> yeah they're the fun bits <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a baby when it comes to that stuff but usually i make up for it with everything else Janko hasn't watched so yeah, true, true. <laughs> we mm-hmm. even each other out in that regard. <laughs> we do. But we'll start with the theme. So we really did use Maggie, basically, to get her contacts made for the answer on what these movies were. So Darcy. It was Darcy. Well, she she gave me the, the selections. The answers. Yeah. 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 She gave me one for her and Joe Bob. Yep. So Joe Bob Briggs. Smokey. Uh, Darcy's clue. We'll start with Smokey since a lot of people are going to want to hear this and talk about this. Yeah. So this is Smokey and the Bandit. At last. A warm, sensitive, touching story about the close personal relationship between a man and a woman. Between a trucker and his dog. Fred, I'm so damn tired of picking you up. I got to Fred. Between a father. No way. And his son. No way that you could come from my loins. 
and how they all took to the road one day for a quiet little drive in the country. From Georgia to Texas and back in 28 hours flat with a truckload of bootleg beer. I'll be driving this one. Yeah, yeah. Blocker, blocker. You'll be driving the truck. This is Bandit 1, and that is uh, Bandit 2. <laughs> now, who would do a thing like that? <laughs> Jayco, did you want to talk about the summer you're smoking the Bandit since you seem to like it so much? Yeah, yeah, I can. So, a race car driver tries to transport an illegal beer shipment from Texacana, Texas, to Atlanta in under 28 hours. And and after them is uh, this sheriff who's chasing them across <clears throat> states because he's a hard-toughing sheriff and he wants to get the bandit because the bandit is like this legend, this local legend for these truckers and for some huge network, apparently. Yeah, that's the uh, best uh, summary of what this movie is about. And all honestly, this was completely different from what I thought this movie was about <laughs> because... I've, at first, I thought, is this movie about a race? Uh, well, were you thinking about Cannonball Run? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's when I realized that, yeah, no, it's Cannonball Run that I was thinking of. and I'm Made by the same guy, too. so that that's completely yeah. oh, is that? Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. And it also stars Burt Reynolds, apparently, so uh, so there's that. What did you think about the movie? What did you both think about the movie? Well, I've seen it before. Um, my husband is a huge fan of it. So he made me watch all three a couple of years ago, and I honestly didn't remember it that well. <laughs> uh, I, I, I knew there was two. I didn't know there was a third one. There's a third one. Oh, okay. So I don't mind road movies too much. They aren't my favorite thing. And um, I don't, I'm not really familiar with Burt Reynolds that much, aside from like Deliverance or this weird anti-drug PSA that I have that he did. <laughs> Um, but, uh, do you want to talk about that right now? Because <laughs> he's kind of keen. Yeah, we can talk about talk? it. Oh, yeah, sure. okay. Or, or I can continue with Smoking Bandit. We can come back to it. Circle Either around. way, I don't mind. Yeah. So the whole premise to me is just kind of weird. Especially they had to make it so specific that it had to be Coors beer. Like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, like watered down of, beer that nobody of likes. All the, of Whoa, all the, hold on all a second. The... Watered down beer. You're talking bad about Coors? It's like the one thing I miss from Canada uh, when it comes to alcohol, anyways. I'm not sorry. <laughs> that made it sound like I only miss that. It's oh. not even Canadian. I, I like Coors beer. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. okay. Well, of all the beers that you could choose to smuggle illegally, I think Coors is barely above like Natty Ice. I think it's a very weird choice to do cores um can i ask a question does anyone know why was it illegal i don't uh, i don't I, maybe it wasn't taxable i don't know it was very um, strange to me because i thought uh, it was like something to do with um it had something to do with the state right that it was some state regulation or something yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't like if it was topical for maybe the year that it was made. Maybe. Sure, everybody would understand what the hell was going on. But to me, it was like, why is it? I don't understand. I, it, I, I just couldn't I, understand. I think actually he explains that the first time he apprehends that truck driver in the in the, the prologue. Does he does he really though, or is it one of the main things I have a problem with this movie where they say a lot of stuff and it doesn't mean anything. Like uh, it's just it's words. Of, it's a lot of one-liners. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife said that too. She watched. <laughs> she watched a majority of the movie, and she's like, "Yeah, it was just one-liners." And I was like, "Yeah, it really was." <laughs> like for a while, I was mentally trying to keep track of some of them that I thought was funny, and then eventually, it was just kind of like, "My brain can't hold these." And and then some oh, of them were a little, little. Uh, they were very dated. Yep. Well, what is it that you liked about the movie, Janko? Like I. I like that this this movie went straight to the point. Uh, like th- that's the thing I love with these '70s and '80s films, where you just have the introduction right then and there, like five minute introduction, and then you're off with the quest or whatever. And this, I, f- I feel that this movie pulls that off perfectly, because mm-hmm. within the first ten minutes, like you know what's at stake. Like uh, the bandit, like he he is like doing these truck racers for like a measly $5,000, but then gets like an opportunity where he's like, oh shit, I can earn $80,000 by just delivering this full truck of uh, beer. And uh, the stake is that, oh, the sheriff is after me. And I like that because right then and there, you know, okay, the movie is already ahead of itself and it's already begun. And like, they didn't waste, they didn't, they didn't waste a lot of time with the uh, pointless character introduction. They just went with it. And I, I enjoyed that. And I noticed a lot of 80, 80s films do that. And that's a trope I generally like. But it was surprising to me that I actually enjoyed this for, I, I like I actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would uh because I didn't know it was such a road movie um because uh, uh, Maggie you mentioned earlier that uh, you're not very fond of road movies well I'm the opposite yeah. there I, oh, I love road movies like uh, like Dirty Mary Crazy Larry and uh like uh the Vanishing Point movies like that I, I love those and this felt right up my alley um and I also noticed that the film had a lot of charm, but there, there's more to that. But I can, I can go more down to that to the when we're talking more appropriately about uh, the specifics. Well, I think Maggie and I would like to just take shots at the movie. <laughs> if that's I'll go okay. ahead. Yeah. I'll do my best I, at defending it. <laughs> well, I personally well, thought it aged poorly. That's mm-hmm. the biggest one. Is that it's uh, okay. a little bit sexist. Uh, it's a little bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, when you have a flag of the... When you have the, like... The Confederate flag. Confederacy flag on your car, yeah. But well, I think that was see? actually the Mississippi State flag, I believe. Yeah. That, well, I didn't... Yeah. I, that's not anything that I didn't... It doesn't exist like that. that anymore, but... Oh, no, no yeah. It's but, literally well, uh, just um, the, the African-American character... That were in the film were not oh, for even the seventies. It was kind of not great, um, and the, all the women characters in this movie are just. I like sexist. Sally Field, but she was a little bonkers. Well, I, I, yeah, well, let's. She was, uh, she was like a wild ace. I, I loved her character. Like she was like she was pointless you, though. She was absolutely. She, she didn't even have to be in the film. There's no. Point I agree to her. though. Yeah, the, like that's probably my weakest point is the love interest, the love story. Like that felt completely out of place. Well, it's um, not even a love story, really. She just kind of well, no. has a bit of a crush on him, and uh, we yeah. don't really know if anything happens there. I think they kiss. That's it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was implied they did a little bit more. 
Yeah, well, because yeah. he says, I only take off my hat for one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the same sense, it's kind of ruined, though, because you see the hat on the antenna, and then he gets that call, and then they're just off. So obviously they weren't doing anything. He just had the hat on the antenna because they were just away and gone. <laughs> they had their clothes on. Like, you get to see it for a short yeah. second, and they're all dressed, like, sitting in the car. <laughs> I mean, you can still do things with your clothes on. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, you figure a guy like Bandit, he's probably not going to do those types of things anymore. Bandit he's either in it for the full show or not at all. Okay. With only a smile. Don't you ever take that hat off for anything? Bandit, sure. I take it off for one thing. And one thing only. But I, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know how to feel about this film. I think I don't know the best like, way to describe I, how I thought about this film is the reason I never watched Smoking the Bandit to begin with. It's because it's exactly what I thought it was going to be, and oh, that's okay. the best yeah. way to describe it. It's oh, exactly I can, I can what I thought it was going to be. I can see that. Yeah, there was one thing actually, two things I really did like about Smoking the Bandit. Uh, one of them was the score and the soundtrack, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. good. And, Everybody um, knows the theme song to that. That yeah, movie. yeah. And um, I really liked a lot of the CB radio weirdness with all the truck drivers and everything. That's my favorite mm-hmm. part of the movie too. It was fun yeah. to listen to all the the slang and the lingo mm-hmm. and whatever that they were using. That was mm-hmm. quite. And the community between them, which was kind of cute as well, too. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool, that network they had. Mm-hmm. It made me want I to watch that. Convoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard people compare that to this movie. Also, may I say, as someone who has got caught in the middle of a convoy, it's the scariest shit in the world. Oh my god, oh. I hate convoys so much. There's a convoy in this movie, and it just made me like have flashbacks to when I got caught in a convoy, and I, I absolutely hated that. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to die. Have a little flashback. Yeah, it's not great. It was in the dead of winter, too, so that's why I was Ooh. very scared. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, that, is, that does sound scary. <laughs> what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. It's interesting, though, because I I usually never notice when a, like a, a movie is aged poorly <laughs> because the things you mentioned, I, I didn't... I, I did not at all notice that was in, the, in this film. Um, well, I, I personally really dislike the... All the, all the female characters, just, they just didn't... They didn't have a purpose. It was like, almost yeah. kind of laughable how bad it was written uh, in that yeah, sense. That's true, but all those like, but all those characters are meant as a distraction for the for the for the sheriff that's chasing them, right? So mm, I mean, not necessarily. They really don't need to. There have was a... there's one instance where you're right. There was the prostitute, like sort yeah, of the prostitutes um, in camper the van. pink pink camper van, right? But then there's also the girl who is at the, what was it, sort of like the um, drive-in uh, fast food joint. Restaurant, yeah. She was also a sex symbol for well, all the teenage boys there. Well, those okay. hot pants were really popular in the 70s. <laughs> so that was... I- <laughs> there's a reason for that <laughs> but i mean it, so I don't there's think, also like the-, the other girls i no, i'm not i'm not saying that this movie is 
overtly sexist with like what they made the girls wear or anything like that. I just mean the purpose of having any of those characters in the film were specifically uh, yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were uh, they were obviously meant as sex appeal. That that's for sure. Like yeah, as a, as a selling point. But uh, uh, I don't know. It didn't bother me too much. I just found it kind of tiring. That's okay. basically my main point is I found it kind of tiring, a little bit boring. I I really didn't care much for um, Sally Fields in this film. I didn't think she was terrible. I just think it's a happenstance of her character wasn't written that great. Like, I, I think the one of the things that really bothered me, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree with this or not, but the, the reason for the sheriff chasing the bandit is because... Personal, right? Yeah, it was a personal thing. Uh, she was supposed to marry his son, yeah. and yeah, yeah, that's kind that's of why that's why she or he starts chasing the bandit. But there's no resolve in that. Like nothing no, gets resolved. It's just kind of like a half-ass excuse to have that character chase him. You thought yeah. like something might happen from there or some sort of development yeah, right. within it, that story, but nothing. Absolutely, you're nothing absolutely right. It, it doesn't get mentioned at all after that point either. And they. The fact that they weren't really forceful with him at all about, you know, him being from Texas and being in, like, Mississippi or Georgia pursuing somebody, mm. to me, legally, that doesn't make sense. Like, normally you would, what, call ahead to somebody stationed at Highway Patrol in the next state, and then they would take it over. But they just kept going. Yeah, because it right. allowed <laughs> well, he him. He made it a personal matter, right? That's what yeah, he but saying. the other cops allowed him to do that, which for me, was kind of like a weird plot hole kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I I found that uh, quite annoying too, especially because it makes me think of that scene where he does get yelled at by the one cop, right? Yeah, but he then, does. But then the, he just yells back, and then the cop's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then yeah. that's it, and he just drives <laughs> like, away. Like, that's not how that would happen. And I mean, it's a comedy no, movie, and it's meant to be ridiculous. Yeah. But it just... I don't know. It just kind of bothered me. Well, the jokes, we should talk about the jokes. I actually want to talk about the jokes as a main sort of like topic because I did laugh a little bit uh, here and there. I think it was more funny around the end for me than it was at the beginning. The beginning was a lot of just silence, like deadpan. I I didn't really find it that funny. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, The one joke that really made me laugh every time they brought it up was the 10-100 and the 10-100-10-200. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They actually used proper comedy, like, methods in that. It's because they brought it up. What three times? Yeah, three yeah. times. Yeah. So yeah, yeah really that one would make that one made me laugh. I like that one. One uh, one joke that made me laugh was uh, that part when a truck drives into the sheriff's car and the door flies off, and then uh, you're going away, so, you're oh, we have evidence. I got the evidence. Put the evidence in the car. But, but you put the evidence in the car. I gotta barbecue your ass in molasses. Put the evidence in the back. There's no way, no way that you could come from my loins. Soon as I get home, the first thing I'm gonna do is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That, that See, one yeah, actually jokes. made me laugh too. I'm not gonna lie. But that <laughs> yeah, was that, funny. I felt quite bad. 
<laughs> like as a father for that guy's son. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Prison's been abused for so long. It's like stinted in his speech. He doesn't even talk. Yeah. But <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed when he talked because it was just funny. You're like, oh, he kind of is a bit of a moron. I mean, <laughs> he know? always gets... He always gets cut off, though, because you never hear what he's about to say. It's either, oh, daddy, or something else. But it's, it's never, like, you never get to hear the end of that sentence because he always get cut, gets cut off by his father. <laughs> so I always grew up thinking that Smokey and the Bandit was the guy, uh, Burt Reynolds, was the bandit, and Smokey was the truck. I always really? thought that, too. Yeah. But apparently that's the police that's coding yeah, the Smokey, right? Yeah, the police are Yeah, smoky. they called him Smokey. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I always thought it was the... Well, why wouldn't I think it's the truck? It's like, you. Mm. it's got its giant exhaust on the, the sides. Seems yeah. appropriate. I was yeah, very absolutely. surprised. Even my wife, like when we started up the movie, she said, there's Smokey, and it was showing the truck. And mm. I was like, yep, that seems about right. And then when they started doing <laughs> it, we're like, oh, the police are Smokey. And we're like... Okay. <laughs> it's just kind of like a little bit of a defeat there. What but, I also found weird about it is how everyone knew who he was, no matter where he was. Yeah. All over. Yeah. 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 Especially with the fan. Yeah, it's really weird. It was kind of like a Robin Hood sort of situation. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't really exactly know what he's famous for because it is... You said he's a race car driver, but yeah. why does he have a giant semi truck? Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't think that ever gets explained, does it? No, no, I don't think so. I, we could have missed it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's hard. That's yeah. Going back to it, that's one of the biggest problems I, I really do have with this that's... film. Is it? They'll talk a lot. They'll say maybe something important within that, like just jumbled up, doesn't matter nonsense, and then they just keep saying nonsense again, and you could just completely miss it. Like that's why it was so yeah. hard to make notes, is because you uh, weren't sure if you were okay to just be like, okay, this is like I could just do whatever I want here, or you're gonna miss some vital information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the only place you know that he's a race driver is in the start when he's about to attend that a, a trucker, uh, whatever, that the trucker rally. Or, rodeo. Or I think it was a rodeo. The, yeah. Yeah. Truck rodeo. Yeah. That's semi, right. semi truck rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know was a thing. Is that a thing? Or what I is don't that know. Thing? <laughs> this, well, this movie is very American. Uh, Janko mm-hmm. and I often say stuff like that. Like when specifically sometimes like Nashville, obviously, is a a very satirical American film. But this is just purely like an American movie Um, from from an outsider's perspective. uh, Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It's a real. I think it's a real thing. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have like championships and stuff like that. Doing what, though? Like backing the truck into a (laughs) racing and yeah. that was like how hard it is to back a truck into like a, <laughs> a warehouse or something like that because that's hard work man <laughs> backing those trucks up well what did you, i don't i don't really have much else to say about smoking the bandit i know we didn't talk plot a lot but there's not a lot to talk it's about. it's not really that important either to talk about like this movie is very straightforward it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's it's a giant game of cat and mouse that's yeah. basically the movie uh indeed uh, 
You can just get away with saying that. That's it. Although, There's a cute I, dog, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, the dog. We didn't mention the dog. What's his name? Fred. 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 Yeah. I got really upset when those guys were holding that dog. I know. <laughs> me too. What the heck? It's like the dog didn't bite you, son of a bitch. I'm glad he punched them. Yeah. Well, but I, uh, <laughs> but I, I did like the relationship between Bandit and and Snow. Like, yeah, they Snowman. 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 Yeah. yeah. Snowman, yeah. Like they had a good like. You can tell that they had some history together, like on the prowl or like racing together or whatever. Tell, uh, tell okay. Tell me this: Is it implied that he's a cocaine user? That's oh. why I think his name is Snowman. But oh. am I just making things up in my head? That's, me... a, good, I, that's a good question. Uh, I'd like to think that. I'd like to think yeah. that he's some sort of like drug smuggler or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. His last name was Snow. The character's uh, was name it? was Cletus Snow. And so uh, they called him Snowman. The movie's less interesting now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to mention was uh, Paul Will- Williams is in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that ins- that instantly should give it an extra star. <laughs> yeah, we should probably do some trivia about the film. So uh, Jackie Gleason uh, said that the cafe scene, which isn't, it's not even a cafe scene, it's a diner scene. But anyways, yeah. the diner scene with himself and Burt Reynolds uh, was not originally in the story, and it was Gleason's oh. idea, which okay. is actually pretty good i i enjoyed yeah. that scene because there was at least was something really good scene, structural yeah. going on you know within the movie i kept thinking about the dog though throughout the whole movie i kept thinking mm-hmm. they're on a tight schedule like literally an impossible <laughs> schedule and you bring a dog that has to pee and poop outside but that cab smelled pretty nice well why why would you do it like why wouldn't you just be like oh, i gotta leave the dog at home like, I love that dog, but in the same sense, because I, uh, growing up, I had a Basset home, so that's what it made me think of. Mm. And his name was Basil, and he was great. There uh, dogs. A majority of the lines and quotes spoken by Jackie Gleason's character were improvised, which Sounded. I guess makes sense. He said, there's a lot of one-liners. He's good at one-liners. I guess Jackie Gleason in, yeah. in general is just really good at one-liners. He's a, he's a comedian, right, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay, apparently it's the second highest grossing movie released in 1977, next to Star Wars. Wow, what else came out that year? That's hard to believe. (laughs) It's going to circle back around to Joe Bob. I think he actually talks about Smokey and the Bandit in his his, traveling show of how Redneck saved Hollywood, where he discusses... Films like this. I haven't been able to see it because it hasn't come to where I live yet. Hopefully I will. But I think that is one of the films he discusses in relation to that. Okay. Interesting. I could be wrong well, now. <laughs> maybe there's more to this film than I really saw because apparently here it says it was a guilty pleasure of Alfred Hitchcock, according to his daughter. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe... Maybe Alfred Hitchcock really just loved road movies and like, yes, this is movie. This is cinema. <laughs> Kind of get to stop and watch something a little stupid. It is. Uh, There's always a good time when you're like, I need to watch a movie, but I can't. I can't think about it. I need to just shut off my brain. We all have those moments. I mean, this is a perfect movie for that. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, I don't know. There's not much else I want to say about the movie. Well, we'll do ratings now. 
Um, we'll start with you, Janko, since you like the movie yeah. so much. What, yeah. what would you like uh, to give it? To surprise, I'll, I'll give it a four. Um, I actually, like, I enjoyed it uh, much more than I thought I would. And okay. at the end of it all, I, I got a lot of out of it. And it was fun. Like, I uh, felt there was good chemistry between Burt Reynolds and um, the character who played uh, Snowman. And uh, as I explained earlier, I love the fact that it just opens... It opens, introduces everything like within the first five minutes, and then boom, you're on, you're on the road, basically with with the the, the bandit and I don't know what the car is called. I don't think it. Do they mention the name? I don't know. I think they it's just call important. it the Black Trans Am. I think is what they yeah to it yeah as. Black Trans Am. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, enjoyed it. Thought the music was fitting. Um, obviously I've heard the song before, but now it's fun to hear it in its context. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was a perfect length. Uh, like a bit longer would have been much more awful. But one, one, like a ninety-hour minute is perfect for this. And it's a road movie. And I love it. And there's not much else I can say. Uh, although I do agree that Sally Field's character was maybe a bit unnecessary, but I still, I still enjoyed her, like how she played it. But that. For that reason alone, it's it's not a five star for me. So it's a four star. It's fair, and I'll probably watch it again. I I really don't mind the fact that they put um, quote unquote frog because they all have handles, right? Frog. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The bandit. Savage. What? Savage. <laughs> it's, technically, it's a handle, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're ever going. Go on driving a truck. There you go. Yeah. Well, I don't think that'll happen, but <laughs> nothing stopping you. Just, just get in there, start driving. I can barely um, drive an SUV. There's no way I can drive a semi. Makes it even more fun. Yeah. Well, actually, what, what would you give uh, the movie? Because you don't usually rate movies much. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You rate high. What am I talking about? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I rate based off of enjoyment. I don't really yeah. rate That's based fair. off of technical merit or anything like that. Um, Did you enjoy I, the movie? I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I had fun with it. I had fun with it. Um, even though some of it was a bit dated and a little over the top silly, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear. I was disappointed to find out that the second movie isn't continuation off of uh, the first movie, which is really oh. like disappointing in my my mind. I really wanted to just see them go get clam chowder from Boston. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> like I, a, a, like I haven't seen I haven't seen the chowder. second movie, but I read the the plot summary and something to do with an elephant. I don't already oh. makes me very disinterested. <laughs> I don't remember the sequels being very good. Yeah. We watched I'll, them because we got a set with all three. I will give the movie three stars. I'm going to be that guy. Okay. Oh, I mean, this three stars is not bad. Well, it's not a it's not a bad film. It's decently oh. entertaining. There's a lot of there's a lot of driving, which is all like all the driving's fun to watch. Uh yeah. the movie, like I said, it's not that funny to me at the start. But I think around halfway, it's like, uh, it gets a little bit funnier. And I think that's mostly because 
Jackie Gleason is just kind of good at those one-liners. The fact that you are a sheriff is not germane to the situation. The goddamn Germans got nothing to do with it! What do you say? Shut up one shit at a time! And there's a lot of physical comedy around the later half, which is Mm -hmm. actually funny. Uh, Yeah, but I think three is probably a generous number for me, just because I, I don't think I'd ever... I don't even know if I'd ever come back to watching the film, to be honest. It's one of those films where it's like, ah, oh, I saw it. Uh, but I think if I ever had a choice, I'd probably watch something else. Um, well, that means, to be that, means that I'll buy it for you in 4K for uh, Christmas. Well, that that just means you have to watch Smokey and the Bandit 2 then, because that's something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I would rather do that. But yeah. All right, well, we got that out of the way. I want to talk about Clue now. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Clue. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm frightened! Why? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Sit Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Let us in! Let us in! Let us out! Let us out! Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. Ah! In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Uh, If you guys don't know, Clue is a board game where you have to solve who did a murder and you could pick a character and you go to different rooms and get evidence, I think. It's been a long time since I played Clue. When was the last time I've you actually, guys played Clue? I've actually never played kid. Clue. Like I, You've never played I, Clue? Like, like we've had Clue, but I always found it very complicated and I never understood, like, how do you play this? And What do you mean complicated? It's not, it's not, even, yeah. it's not that complicated. Like, I need, I, it's not I complicated at all. <laughs> Like, I don't want to read when I'm playing a board game. Oh like, my what? god, Janko. This, I don't know. I'm not even surprised. I'm just... <laughs> like, it makes sense that you wouldn't like Clue. I love I love murder mystery sort of games in general. So to watch a movie based off of Clue, which is a board game that I generally mm-hmm. like. Like, I'm a big board game enthusiast. Uh, and I was happy to watch this. I never... I've always wanted to watch it, and I never had the opportunity until now. And I was quite excited when Clue was picked because I was like, yes, I get to watch yeah. a movie that I've really wanted to watch for a long time. How did you guys feel about the movie? Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was, um, this was also my first time. And um, yeah, it was it was a blast. It was complete madness. <laughs> and it was a, a perfectly written film, in my opinion. Well, I mean, what John did... Landis did help write it, so. Yeah, that, I noticed yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> I, I love the attention to detail in this movie. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. What did you think of the movie, Maggie? I like the movie. I'm a really big Madeline Kahn fan. Mm. So anything with her, 
Um, I'll probably enjoy it, even if it's bad. What I find interesting about this movie is that they were actually able to write a decent film based off of the board a game. A board game? Yeah, that's yeah. a feat within itself. I don't know how oh, yeah. they managed to do it, but they did it. And the fact that they did it, not only like... what What's impressive is they did it well, but they also went... Hey, let's do something innovative with this as well. Like no one's done this before, have they? And they and they made the th- different endings, and they're like, let's yeah. just shove it to different theaters. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Like you made somehow you're like, okay, we're making a movie based off a board game. Well, let's make it interactive at the same time, like a board yeah. game would be. So you know, depending on like. It, I'd have to imagine there's someone out there who watched this movie in theaters, heard that there's different endings, and they they were thrilled to be like, I can go watch this shit again and see something else. That's freaking awesome. Oh, that is yeah. that is pretty awesome, yeah. It's a good so, little gimmick. It is a good gimmick. I, I enjoyed it. I'm guessing we all watched the same thing where they showed all three of the endings yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Which ending but, did you prefer? Ooh, uh, well. Tim Curry's one when he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the? That's I think the, they say like the last, that's that's that was that's the, the last, last one. Yeah. yeah, but they say in the movie though, this is the real. How it really happened. Yeah, yeah, this is how it really happened. That's right. And I think I, I enjoyed that one too. And I'm going home to my wife. <laughs> that was the yeah. Line. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite line in the movie. Which mm. yeah, <laughs> you know, I know who killed Mr. Body. I did, in the hall, with the revolver. Okay, chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> I told you I didn't do it. <laughs> this movie really made me laugh so many times. It, it, it's it's good comedy. I, I love it. <laughs> now, I did have one issue with the film. And this oh. goes back to my score, my love of scores. I felt mm-hmm. the score didn't fit the film very well. See, I disagree. I, I didn't really like this smoky like I like the smoking the bandit soundtrack. The score was just eh, for me. But I like the score <laughs> in this one because it they could have easily done like a very tropey um sort of like who done it score for this, but instead they almost kinda like went with British sitcom. And it was it was kind of fun but and it and it kept the audience in a sort of fun way like people are dying but this is funny it's i don't know i i enjoyed it i i think i remember enjoying the majority of it at the start because it really like had an impression on me then mm. but then around the end i i couldn't honestly tell you what it was like i think so maybe yeah. i don't know maybe i agree I mean, with you to a point and then there's yeah I don't I don't I don't quite remember the score. I thought it was like quite forgettable. Like now if I'm thinking bad at, back at it, I don't think it would be that recognizable. It seemed well, it just seemed like it wasn't a good fit. That's mm, all. Indeed. I agree. And like I, I mean the composer has made soundtracks that I enjoy. Like he um Well who is the who, composer? Who did it? John Morris. John Morris. He, my favorite soundtrack he did is the one for The Elephant Man. Okay, yeah. That's a good movie. Oh, but he also did like score. soundtracks. He did a lot of Mel Brooks stuff. Oh, yeah. I've seen um, that. Yeah. yeah uh, we, sh- we should say that this movie is... Do we explain? I guess there's a bit of a plot that's different from if you don't know what Clue is. So, obviously, six guests are anonymously invited to this 
mansion. And then after discovering their purpose of why they're there, they're being blackmailed. Someone is murdered and they have to figure out who the murderer is because if not, they'll be framed or someone will be framed. They'll all be brought to jail uh, unless they can figure out who the the murderer is because the police are on their way. That's more or less uh, the summary of the film. I enjoyed all of the acting in this film and Tim Curry was great. He was really great. Yeah. You were saying something really interesting to me earlier, uh, Maggie, about that Tim Curry wasn't the first choice. He was the third choice. Oh, mm-hmm. oh who were the was... other two? Oh, God. I'm trying to remember the name of the first one. The first one's a little hazier to me. The second one was Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Rowan oh, Atkinson. That... I, could, I could see that working for sure. Yeah. We we were saying that it would be. I, I almost kind of wish it was the Rowan Atkinson. Mm. Like, I, he's I really so like. physical. Yeah, he's really physical, and it would have made the movie a little bit more unique, I think. It probably would have brought it up a bit. And Tim Curry's great, but I feel like Rowan Atkinson actually would have been the better choice. Yeah. Mm. I I can't remember the name of the first one. I know it's in your messages. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, I can. let me see if I can scroll and get it. Leonard Uh, Rossiter. Oh, Leonard. Yeah, that's right. That and that's that's weird that it, he was a first choice. Not that he's a bad actor, but it just compared to the second and third choice. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. No. I'm trying to think if there was something I didn't like, but now, like, I, I enjoyed quite a lot of this film, and it's it's hard to think of. Was there parts I didn't enjoy? Well, I like, really like. There's a lot like, of stuff. I, like, I was thinking this was going to be a budget sort of knockoff. Uh, do you guys yeah, know absolutely. why this film was made? That's the only thing I kept thinking while I was watching this movie is why oh, the heck was this well, film made? Oh, oh, that was just like a curious question. Like, yeah, just literally a yeah. curious question. Mm. Do do any of you know why it was made? No, no, no not at all. No. <laughs> I wonder if it's on uh, IMDb. I tried looking, though, in saying that I don't know if I saw it there or not, but I can't see mm-hmm. anything about it, why it was made. I know Hasbro's done like weird things in the past where they just try anything uh, maybe, and see if it sticks. Maybe they, were tr- maybe they were trying to make the board game a cinematic universe and they were making Monopoly afterwards. <laughs> like capitalism <laughs> game movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be even harder to write a movie about. <laughs> or the game of life. That's oh, a hard yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Just make it as depressing as possible. <laughs> oh god. Give it give it to um uh I'm so bad with names, why do I do this? I had a funny joke and I couldn't remember the guy's name. Oh, oh. No. uh I was gonna say give it to the guy who made uh being John Malkovich there. If you know who that oh, guy yeah, is, that's a funny joke. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that works. The writer? The writer, yeah. Uh, no. Kaufman? Yeah. Kaufman, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, give it a Kaufman. He'll make something interesting. He already kind of did, though. If you, uh, That New York film was technically the game of life. Schenectady, so. New York. Oh, yeah. Schenectady, yeah, yeah. New York. I, that that, see, there's a reason I, I didn't that, say the first line. I, I only said New York. Because I can't say, I tried. I to say that word. I made an attempt. I, I did not. Schenectady? Schenectady? Schenectady. Angel, how do you say that? You all look like fools because I didn't even <laughs> attempt it. I, I, I always thought of a cynic though. <laughs> <in New York. laughs> uh, but yeah, why did we start talking about? Yeah, that would be the Game of Life movie right there. 
I, I'd, um, I'd watch that. I'd watch yeah. that for sure. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I, I like the fact that this movie is very... It feels almost minimalistic, um, even though it's it's still vast. Uh, if you know what I'm, if you get what I'm meaning, like it's just concluded into this mansion, and you don't really have that many locations. So, from in the movie, you go from room to room, where it just feels like they're just in one one single set almost, and I, I like that. And I also felt the movie was paced perfectly. Um, I don't know. I didn't notice anything negative with that, and uh, maybe maybe a couple of times when the doorbell rings, I felt maybe that slowed it down a bit, but it mm-hmm. didn't do that too much, thankfully. And I actually I, uh, enjoyed those scenes, like uh, when the cop comes and uh, like uh, you can't lock me in here, and uh, like uh, uh, and like when they cover up the murders, and it's like. Uh, but you know you're allowed to do this, right? <laughs> it's like, I love that scene. Um, yeah. And then when the this is much later, but when the singing, uh, singing, singing telegram <laughs> singer comes, <laughs> shoots her instantly. I love that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting uh, that to happen. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of the impressive things about this movie is how how intricate it is for a, a like almost almost like a quick like you don't expect a, a such a well done who done it movie yeah, to come I mean, out of a a movie like clue like it was better right. than i thought it was going to be and every time you were like i don't know who the hell did it and then they kind of give <laughs> like oh well i know who did it because of this reason that i never revealed before mm. it never felt forced it all felt very right. natural like it was gonna happen regardless of the script um yeah. and it's also it also feels like every point of this movie uh, had a meaning to it because like it, like at the end of a conclusion it calls back to things that happen in the first scene and like the the, the dining room scene and, and etc like it mm-hmm. like every every from start to finish this like every part of the plot has meaning to it like it's not really something that goes to waste like for instance smoking the banner where it just you have pointless things happening like here everything has a meaning i like that mm-hmm. and I, I agree with you what you're saying the uh the um, attention to detail is one of my favorite mm-hmm. things about this because oh, yeah, yeah. like you think you think with this uh, the, this is why i want to know why the movie was made but whoever did the script obviously did enjoy uh well, well we know who did the script um it was but they didn't john it wasn't just john landis it was also uh jonathan lynn yeah yeah but that's he right. hasn't written much you know but then the producer oh but jonathan lynn also directed uh my cousin Vinny. yeah i didn't know that but uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go somewhere with that, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, but I, but but it was just like that. That's also a very funny comedy, and uh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, the attention to detail because they must have been fans of playing the game or like had some appreciation for the game because they didn't have to make the middle like you know the um, foyer. Yeah, in the foyer, all the the floorboards are squared like in the the board game, like exactly the same way, and. Okay. The, I don't know if the room order is the same, but I'd almost assume it is. It's been a long yeah, time since I've seen probably. the board game. And the other thing, too, is like the secret passages are all the, 
like as far as I know, they're all the same, exactly like yeah. they were in the board game. And you don't like normally any other person would probably just be like, I'm not like I'm going to take Clue to this extent, but I'm not going to go the full Monty, you know, but the they no. went, hey, let's just do everything. Like, let's literally put the whole board game in this movie for no reason. Yeah. So, would you say that it was? I just sent the, the board game. Okay. So, so we can take a peek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the library, what? the billiard room. Where's the start? There's the hall, the yeah. study, the library. That, yeah, that's right. It is right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I <laughs> I think I love this movie a little bit more. Because of this reason. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. I love that. And then the upstairs, obviously, is whatever it is. And, yeah, see? See, I think the only things that they don't have... No, they do have that. Yeah, they do. That's right. See, if you look on the study... Uh, we'll we'll put a link to this picture in the show description <laughs> if anyone wants to look at the same picture that we're looking at. But if you look at the study, it says that shortcut goes all the way to the kitchen, just like in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And the one in the lounge. Yeah, the conservatory. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Goes yeah. into the lounge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, but I... I really it's like pretty that. impressive they did that. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> like, they didn't have to do that exactly. You know? No, they didn't. That's And that's my point, is any other director probably would have been like, I'll make a whodunit but, mm -hmm. and call it Clue, but that's as far as I'm going with it. But <laughs> they literally just went like, Let's show. I want to put the board game in this movie, and they they did it, <laughs> yeah. and they did it so naturally too. That's the crazy thing is like you wouldn't know. Like the only reason I know is because I'm just a stupid nerd who likes board games, and I I remember <laughs> out of all the, of the times I've played Clues, like oh yeah, this actually looks like it was the floorboards that gave it away to me because I yeah. I looked and I was like. Why are they squares? They don't have to be like this. I was like, oh, but it'd be like the board game. I was like, oh, that's clever. And then that kind of got my brain rolling on like, what else is exactly like the board game? So, no, uh, hats off to these guys for, for doing all that. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I agree. They're apparently trying to remake this movie. No. Uh, oh, don't do that. No. It's fine. Yeah, There's nothing I wrong don't... with the, what we have. I agree. I don't think they should touch this at all. Yeah. That's one of those movies that doesn't need to be remade. I think they yeah. should just do the Kaufman Game of Life movie. Yeah, I mean, just just like, just like, uh, Tim Curry's like ten minute monologue when he goes like when he traces the steps back from the beginning to now. Oh yeah. How he does like when he just that was pretty crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> goes now, did you guys room, like? <laughs> did you guys enjoy that scene? I, I love did. that scene, yeah. I yeah. see, okay, I'm gonna be different. I guess I'm just the odd one out this episode, but I that's probably this part of the movie that I really didn't enjoy. I'm not a big fan of movies kind of like holding audiences' hands for stuff. I get that and I, I appreciate that they made it funny instead of just making it a uh, point blank, this is how it happened. That I do appreciate that, but I also didn't really want the whole movie explained to me again. Because I just watched it, you know, like I, I don't know. It just felt a little bit tiring, uh, more yeah. more than anything. Um, that's that's my stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. That's a one I thought it was perfect. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> uh, I mean, interesting thing. I'm I'm the more critical one, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're saying I'm not critical? No, it it's a it's an old play. We always come back to this: is that we yeah, called like, ourselves critically optimistic because Janko is usually more optimistic than I am, yeah. and I'm the critical <laughs> yeah. side. And then we never used it, but then we yeah. naturally just kind of do it as the show oh. goes on. Yeah, we should have had a theme song. I am critical. I am optimistic. We are critical optimistic. <laughs> that would have been the day I quit. Yeah. I am your singing telegram. I really like that Christopher Lloyd is in here and he's a pervert. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, also, Michael Michael McKean. Uh, yeah. I had to do like a freaking double check because I really didn't think that was him. And he's really great in this too. Yeah. Um, one person that did bother me, and I think I mentioned this to you, was um, the person who played Miss Scarlet. Oh. Uh, um, Leslie uh, and Leslie Warren. Leslie and Warren, yeah. She, yeah, looked she kinda... like, looks like Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I was and... also thinking Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver. Yeah, kind of, kind of meshed, and it made me like think of, like, wouldn't it have maybe been better if they'd have just gotten Scorny Weaver and they could have had her and Tim Curry, not Scorny Weaver, um, Susan Sarandon, yeah, Susan Sarandon, and that would have been like an interesting Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, you know, yeah, another film together, but um, yeah, that that would have been great. Leslie Ann Warren though was also not their first choice. Okay. Hmm. It was originally supposed to be Carrie Fisher, who. Um, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> she she uh, entered like rehab, so oh, she had to back okay. out. Yeah. That so that would have been a solid choice, indeed. Yeah, that would have made it like completely different, in my opinion. Oh yes, I absolutely agree. That would have been perfect. I actually got a little nervous with this film at the beginning because I knew it was sort of a comedy. Mm-hmm. I actually went in blind. I didn't know anything about this movie. Um, but the dog poop stuff really yeah. didn't land for me. And that was like no. one of the first jokes they yeah. did. And I was like, oh no, is this going to be really like not that great? Uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily that's probably the worst joke in the film yeah. for for me. Anyways, I, I didn't really find it that funny. For, Just everybody for a second, like I, for a second, I thought like the, the him ste- stepping in dog poop was supposed to be like uh, a clue. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like, like another character like uh, smells like the 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 poo from the shoe and it's like, wait, you were in that room or something. Like, they, well, they I mean, done that. they could have done that. Yeah. I think they they did though, didn't they? When they were first did arriving, they? everybody kind of had like a you smell that like kind yeah, of. That's true. Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? They yeah, all you're, kind you're of, right. No, yeah. they they all noticed that. And the, yeah, the, the smell. So it was like a throwback to. Yeah. Yeah, cool. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but but there were some there were some jokes I really enjoyed. Like probably my favorite joke was, "Is this a door?" His <laughs> shirts on the shower. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Th- I like that one too. There's <laughs> a lot of physical comedy in here that, yeah. that plays out really well. Which would have been amazing to see Rowan Atkinson uh, because he's so yeah, physical. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I like the way it plays with the characters being like very because they're all political, like high end people. But when it came oh, yeah. to this situation, 
there's, there's just it's like watching a group of kids playing a, uh, some sort of childhood game, almost like hide and seek. Like it yeah, was very entertaining in that way. Like no one took it seriously. Obviously, it's a comedy. There's the reason yeah. for that. But the way that they kept it adult, but yet like childlike mm-hmm. was was really fun. Uh, yeah. For me, anyways, I, I I like that a lot. No, I, I like that too. They didn't go too risque with it. Yeah. No, they didn't. Well, they, they I could, mean, well, they could have gone more so. They yeah, did. they could have. They could have, especially with the the cleavage Made? jokes. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked Yvette. She was a good character. <laughs> she was a good character. Every all of the characters were decently yeah uh, well written, well made. They all had their own personalities. Um, which is hard to do with just a, a colored <laughs> piece of plastic. But oh, yeah. <laughs> you obviously looked at it and you're like, this is, well, you, a piece of plastic and a name, and that's all you got, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, an interesting bit of trivia. I don't know if we should do the trivia now or not, but an interesting bit of trivia, though, going into some of this stuff, is that all the characters' cars were the same color as their pieces. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, it's that's what I mean by like the attention to detail <laughs> in the uh, in the movie is mm-hmm. kind of nuts. I, I I don't know if I really have much else to say about this movie. I really think that anyone more so than Smoking the Bandit should watch this. I think it's going to be one of those yeah. films that I'll always keep around, and probably put on just every once in a while to have a laugh and have a good time with. But I want to talk about the endings because we sort of talked about it already. But what do you guys think about all of the endings? Like, there's all three, right? Yeah, yeah there was right. all three. Uh, what did you think uh, of the Tim Curry being the FBI agent one? He was that oh, for t- yeah. two of them. Yeah, that was he, the first one, right? And the yeah, the, no, the first two. It was the first two he was. Oh, and then the third okay. one was. He wasn't. Wait, he was. He wasn't. Yeah, no, you're was, right. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. in in the third one. He was just Mr. Body. Yeah. Yeah, he was Mr. Body. That's right too. Yeah. 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 You're right about that. In, in the third one, he was, but not the others. And the other guy was the butler. We're spoiling this, like, um, majorly. So if you <laughs> but, really did want to watch this without spoilers. I mean, that's... <laughs> sorry. Point, Isn't that... You know, oh, you don't have to be sorry. We do this all the time. <laughs> we'll spoil it, and then we'll say, oops. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all noticed this. Maybe you did. And it, it was something that made me really excited when the movie started, was when they started listing the producers. And I saw the name... Deborah Hill pop up. Yeah, I was about to mention that too. Yeah, I got I super was excited. Cool. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is probably gonna be good." Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like when she was producing like great movies, like oh yeah, what? like Carpenter films. Yeah, like Escape from New York and Halloween mm. and The Fog and everything. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'm just glad that we got this. I really wish we had the reason as to why this movie was made. <laughs> like, it's still a question that I've got here on my notes. But yet, I, I guess I'll never know until probably the show's over. And then we don't talk about it. But, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, also, they, they call it the Hill House. Did anyone else notice that? No, I didn't notice that. At the very start, they call it the Hill House. And I was wondering if that's just a throwback to the Hill House. <laughs> I the, I don't know. Maybe it was. What horror film was the Hill House in? Was that House movie? on Haunted Hill? House mm-hmm. on Haunted Hill. Okay, oh. which is based maybe. off a book. Or maybe yeah. the, it was the haunting too. Maybe hold on. 
And I mean, it is going up to this big spooky mansion and they make it a point to also say like this really ugly house. So I almost feel like those were a bit of Easter eggs. Probably. Yeah, it was the Could haunting. Yeah, you were possibly. right. It was the yeah. haunting. Oh, it was the haunting. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I wrote this movie starts with some great cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Important uh, notes there. <laughs> oh, and I did write a quote, which is the just checking corpse is still there when they're running back and forth. And they, <laughs> the what, Colonel Mustard just opens the study for no reason and he just looks. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Everything all right? Yep. Two corpses. Everything's fine. I really like that line. There's... Okay, I'm going to insert this into the podcast, but there's a scene where I didn't write down who says it, but he says, I hate when he does that, and... Uh, oh, that, oh that's it? when he shuts off the lights, and... Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. He's doing the yeah. explanation, but I he says, I hate when he does that, and then uh, uh, Madeline uh, Khan... Mm-hmm just screams like there's a really weird scream to boot yeah. it's not like a a response it was it's weird i i i'm putting it in so i don't seem weird but it's just such a bizarre scream it sounds like someone stepped on their cat that already <laughs> like swallowed a clown horn you're a bit late for that then there were three more it's just really strange it was funny to me because of that reason and I, I'm yeah. guessing it was intentional, but, you know. Oh, probably. Could, yeah. I mean, knowing this film, everything is probably intentional. Like, But that that's that's more or less the movie, yeah, in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, we could go on with more trivia. I think we probably covered it all with just noticing. Also, some of the trivia that's written down here on IMDb literally says this first movie based on the board game. So... <laughs> Do you do you think they'll ever make a movie about hungry hungry hippos? Oh god! It'd probably be a it'd be a kids movie. I'd have to imagine. Oh, I have a piece of trivia. Also be a, it could also be a gangster film. Okay, maybe Yakuza film. That could be anything. <laughs> Why? I mean, hungry hungry hippos could just be a metaphor. <laughs> it's like like four characters that are like they have like a code name hippo or something, and like, they're very hungry. I don't know. I did find some trivia about... Go on, please. Oh, I'm, str- I'm struggling right now. Okay. Um, it was filmed on sound stages at Paramount Pictures, but to decorate the interior sets, they used authentic 18th and 19th century furnishings, and they were rented from private collectors, including the estate of Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, the, the everything about this movie production-wise, ooh, perfect chef's kiss. I love yeah. it. Uh, except for the paintings, the the secret passage painting felt a little bit like, oh, that's definitely a prop. Like you can tell, <laughs> you can tell just by looking at it from far away, it was a prop. Like those old cartoons where you're like, that's gonna move. Yeah, exactly. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And then another one, Madeline Kahn related. Mm. Um, her flame speech was completely improvised. Oh, that's such a great moment. Mm-hmm. Those are the two tidbits I found. <laughs> Lots of improvis improvisate improv. Improvisation? Thank you. In both of these movies, <laughs> if they do remake this film, I want Rowan Atkinson to be in it. I think that's the only way I'll accept it as it is. Yeah. Uh, Maybe give it to Chris Pratt. Who knows? Oh, God. No. He's already <laughs> taken Mario. Freaking, have you seen his have you seen his little video of him like talking to the fans? Like, don't worry. I'm using my own voice. He starts it off by literally saying this. 
hey, it's a me, Mario. And you're just like, oh, man. Oh, man. It's a me, a Mario. That's not the voice. You'll have to wait to hear that. that it's the way he says it. He doesn't attempt to be Mario. He's just like, I'm just Chris Pratt saying lines that Mario would say. Oh, yeah. What would you give this movie rating-wise, Maggie? I give it a four. Four? Yeah. Wait, you gave Smoking the Man a four. Yeah, I do. What about you? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm actually going to give it four and a half. Um, enjoyed enjoyed this movie uh, tremendously. And from start to finish, I had a good time with it. And it's such a quotable film, such a rememberable film. And I loved every characters of it, uh, character of it. Like they, they all had their own quirks. I loved the fact that they were all blackmailed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it turns out that not only that was important, like the the red herring wasn't important important in the first place. And like just switches switches that up. And it's just the motion of this film is just perfect for me. And I I wish I could give it five stars, but maybe for my next viewing. But for now, uh, four and a half is more than enough this movie deserves. I, yeah, I, hmm, it's a tough one. <laughs> I think I'd probably go four, but I do really like this movie. And mm. it had no right being as like... Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. As well written as it was. Like, it's Clue. They could have really just cashed in quick, but they made a solid movie that I think a lot of people will remember for a long time. I will, anyways. Did Um, it flop, though, when it came out? Yeah, I think so. I think think you're right about that. But regardless, it's a cult classic in my eyes. Well, I think it is now, but I think at the time it wasn't very well liked. But now it might get, you know, that remake, so who knows. And I I love the fact that it's based off of a board game. I mean, I always thought it was based off of a board game, but it was going to be crap. And then, in, Like Battleship? Uh, oh, I never even watched that. Battleship is some... Oh, oh I own it. Yeah. Battleship is... Like, I have a drinking game that? that goes along with that one. And if you ever want to get completely trashed, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a movie to do it with. Actually, I have, I don't know if I've mentioned it in the show. I think I have once before, but I have like a complete distaste for movies about uh, submarines or like ships on Mm -hmm. water, even though I love the ocean and I love water in real life, but I think making movies about them is just really like boring. So I I generally don't watch, like I think the most I've seen is like Titanic. That's it. Uh, So that means you're never going to watch Dust Boat. I've been told to watch it, and it's been on my list for a long time. But uh, it's I guess you need probably, to make him watch it, Jenko. That's uh, a long time. Do I have yeah. to? Isn't it? I it's mean, based off a TV show, isn't it? And the TV show's even longer. No, the TV show came after. Are you sure? Yeah, no, because the the full cut is five hours long, and then the the director's cut or like the cinema cinema. Oh God, the, is it? Five hours, Jesus! It's five, yeah, it's five hours long, and then it's three hours the the cut down, the abridged version, if you may. Yeah, you're not you selling this for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, though. I mean, like you're you're sitting there five hours with these characters, and we're we're doing a review of Dust Boat now without. 
any reason. <laughs> but, like, they're sitting in the submarine throughout this whole film, and you feel this claustrophobia, and you just feel their, their shittiness of being a part of this when they really don't want to be there. It's such a good film. And mm-hmm. I've never you, seen it never either. Watch it. <laughs> I've never seen it either. So. That's good. Oh. You've seen Battleship, but you've seen... You haven't seen yeah, it. So. Well, Battleship has Alexander Skarsgård. Of course I've seen it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good valid reason. <laughs> yeah. It's the only but, reason I watched that movie. Wow. I, I, I would have preferred to just keep talking about Clue, but okay. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a good conclusion for Clue. We both, we all liked it. I'm giving it a four. Janko's giving it a four and a half. Maggie's giving it a four. Um... It's a great movie. I'm I'm excited to watch it again, honestly. And yeah, me too. It's definitely something I need to own. I wish my wife watched more of this with me as opposed to Smokey and the Bandit because this was a lot more charming. And she's going to listen to this episode and know that I'm. that's almost a request. So <laughs> she, She's not a fan of whodunits? Uh, no, she, she is. I just she got tired and went to bed. That's all. Ah, okay, okay. So, so, anyways, so uh, conclusion: Your wife needs to watch this now. Yeah, there's. I mean, the list on things that she needs to watch is like through the roof. So, who knows? But uh, we loved having you on the show, Maggie. Yeah, thank you very thank much you. for actually coming. Um, let everybody who is listening to our podcast know once again where to go. We'll have links in the description. But yeah, just let them know really quick, and then we'll uh, say goodbye. So, um, The Lost Drive-In is a Patreon, um, what is it, Patreon page? Is that what you would call it? Yeah, Patreon page or Patreon Patreon page. Yeah. And and, uh, (laughs) it's uh, dedicated to restoring the lost footage of Joe Bob Briggs. So it's digitizing and restoring the footage from his old TV shows from the 80s, television appearances, stuff from Monster Vision. Um, there's two tiers. There's a $5 one where you can see all the, you know, videos as they're uploaded and get, you know, exclusive articles and stuff. And then we have a $35 tier, <laughs> which includes the Discord server where we have watch alongs with Joe Bob and Darcy and we do other events and it's just a really great tight knit community there. And of course, you know, you get the perks that you would get with Patreon and they're really cool too. And we get Blu-rays of the, the restored footage as well. Oh, that's great. That's absolutely awesome. Do you get, do you guys get a lot of um, your members go to like uh, thrift stores? hoping to find like old recorded VHS copies of uh, episodes? Um, I don't know if they, they do. I know we have in the server like a memorabilia uh, page where people post stuff. I know I've found Joe Bob stuff at thrift stores before, but this was like years ago before okay. he kind of blew back up. It'd be interesting. I guess also this could be a call out for anyone who's not a part of this. Uh, if you If you have stuff. Go over, let Maggie know. Go over to this, uh, the Patreon and just come over like a like a giant shiny knight on a on a horse and just release all your VHS tapes because they'll well, take they, them. 
they found, um, I think it was like a whole storage unit of just boxes upon boxes of these old tapes that they would put the shows on. So it includes, it's, it's just the segments, but it has like the time stamps. So you can Uh, watch yourself. You could do it yourself, right? You can watch the segment, pause it, hit play, and then kind of figure it out from there. That's perfect. I actually really like that. That's cool. But um, yeah. yeah, no, once again, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to talk with us and watch these movies and uh, actually do the double feature. Um, uh, once please, again, please come back if you want. Yeah, to as well. yeah I'll come back. We say that to uh, all our we guests, can, but we haven't. Maybe happened. we can do that. Maybe we can do a horror film thing next Yeah, time. that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Or an exploitation more. film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with either of those. If you can find one I haven't seen, I'll be really excited. Well, we could do the Bong oh, yeah. series. The what? Yeah, there you e- go. The Evil Bong series. <laughs> evil oh, bong. no. I've seen one of those, and that was. Mm, I don't know. I yeah, I don't really have any interest in watching that either. But we'll figure yeah. out something. I'm I'm sure of it. But yeah, okay. This you has can, been Mac. You can watch Nail Nail Gun Massacre. I've been I haven't you seen that. that. He is pushing I... it on me every day. I say hi to him. He's like, "You want to watch Nail Gun Massacre?" I'll watch it. I've never seen it. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you want to know? Okay, before you know what, I was gonna say bye, but let me go on a little tangent. You want to know why I haven't watched <laughs> something? That you recommend, Janko? It's because the last time, what was the last movie we watched together that you recommended? Oh, what was it? Sh- oh, shit. What was that? Uh, it was it? Uh, no. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, yeah. It would be so right. cool. Yeah. Oh, you no. have a- no. I actually, <laughs> I actually, okay. So the guy who plays the killer, I actually have his pop album that he released. Oh, really? Oh, yes. That is cool. <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> The, the bag of it is really weird um, because it's just him like in this weird, you know, kind of 80s attire holding a cat. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's see. What was his name? I'm not going to go dig for it. I'll send something to you later with it. But it's really. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's something special. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Did we talk about this movie before on the podcast? No, I, we Janko and I both didn't like that movie. Yeah, uh, but we know we know we are the odd ones out when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, well, I like my my eighties and seventies horror movies and everything. So I think it was it was more that it was more it was almost more plotless than even Smoking the Bandit. And that's, that's what really got us. It was just like, where is this film going? When's it going to start? And then and it it's really only the like last like fifteen minutes. Elm Street ripoff. Almost. So you don't, well, yeah. you don't trust him because of Summer Party Massacre too. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could give you, I could give you something far worse. Yeah, but that the the thing is, you have to watch it with me. See, I watched that with Janko. <laughs> I'll watch it. With, I'll show you something awful, and I'll watch it with you. Okay, sounds great. It's a date. (laughs) (laughs) All right, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye.